Hey, it's MP Tyler Moore. And this is Scott Michael Tolan. And this is the Do It Indie Radio Hour. Oh, yeah. All right, we finally hit it. Good. We don't have to. We don't have to spend hours and hours rehearsing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had a busy week doing that. Yeah, I dedicate that song to you. Not the, well, thank you. I, I, not the theme song. The the uh, love is all around the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that you can turn the world on with your smile. Oh well, thank you. I really do. You know, I, I envisioned you and your you as a kid in your roller skates rolling down the <laughs> rolling down the neighborhood. Uh huh. Just what you know, with that back song, and forth, just, you know, that song yeah, is my just soundtrack. happy as can be. <laughs> just saying, you know, giving giving the high fives to people yeah. and hey, what's up? Carrying a boombox yeah. with that song just blasting out of it, <laughs> like pre Walkman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's pretty much yeah, How your pretty much childhood it. went. Yeah, yeah, except for the roller skates and the boombox. It was more like broken glass and yeah, it was more like you know riding a bike with no tires on it, you know, just on the no bare. seat on it. Yeah, very painful, <laughs> really, really painful. But it prepared me for adult life. Yeah, yeah. There you go. This is the Do It Indie Radio Hour podcast. I am MP Cavalier and I'm Sir Scott Michael Tolan. You got promoted. Yes. All right, you are Sir Tolan now. I got knighted. You got knighted? Yes. You are a knight, though, aren't you? You have all kinds of crazy. No, stuff. I do. Uh, uh, yeah, I am the knight of the. Uh, something, something, rather, yeah. You're not Hidden secret, yeah. You're not allowed to talk about something. It, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm new to this knighthood, so I don't know. No, don't no know. you are a knight because you got a letter. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look to you're see what a it ma- says. You're a Freemason. I'm right? a Freemason, right? And you correct. are now. You've been like now, anointed or adorned. Or? I've been. I, I joined the Scottish Rite, so I'm, I'm something, something of the knight of the secrets. And so, so there's all kinds of stuff that you know now that you're not allowed to talk about, <clears> right? Um, there's all. Types of things that I've experienced. That uh, really, yeah, yeah. We could do a whole show just on that. We should. I, I could bring in people that know a lot more than I. Because I, I have to tell you that I have like a lifelong fascination with the whole Freemason mythology, all that stuff. That's why I joined. To be honest, to the history of it and just the um, mystery behind it. Is too. there a secret handshake? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, you know the deal with like fraternities in college. I, I don't. Colleges. Like, well, fraternities and colleges have secret handshakes and rituals that they have. Most of that was derived from Freemasonry. So, yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. And, and even, even even our, uh, the way our government is, is ran, like the way they have, a, a lot of it has to do with Freemasonry and the way... And, well, the, and I mean, the influences of Freemasonry. All the founding and fathers were, 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 not, were Freemasons. I, yeah, I think they? there was like seven or eight that signed the uh, yeah. Declaration of Independence. No, the. I mean, it's yeah, deeply yeah, yeah. it's deeply ingrained in the mythology of uh, of the, uh, of the nation of the of the nation, right? And, and certainly of how the country was formed. And the guys in the Revolutionary War, right, right. And the you know the um, Revolutionary War of, in France, mm-hmm. also. Now, see, There's the rumor. only thing that I know about any of this is what I learned from watching the Nicolas Cage movies. Uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. Have you read any of uh, Dan Brown's books? I have not. Oh, I, you should. I, I I don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I do the I do the audio book. They have the, audio. Books yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could like listen to books. Yeah. Holy crap what i do in the airport i might have to stop stop listening to podcasts and start listening to uh dan brown <laughs> no the, the whole the whole thing fascinates me and it's just it's such a rich you know history and such a rich mythology i love stuff like that yeah. i just 
I'm just very lazy. The uh, cornerstone of the the White House was laid. You know, George Washington was a was a Freemason. Mm-hmm. He laid mm-hmm. the first uh, stone, which is in the northeast corner. Wow. Uh, yeah, and also the Smithsonian. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm sure there's other buildings in D.C. that are. So is it anything like the stonecutters on The Simpsons? Like, do you guys like sing, get together and sing songs? And actually, stuff? yeah, yeah, we do have. And you we, have a secret entrance to the interstate? And no, not like that. Oh. But yeah, but then I'm it's not quite. A, I mean, the reason why I joined mm-hmm. is you know now now I have two daughters and a wife. Right. I'm the only guy, so this allowed you know not only with this podcast and things like that, mm-hmm. but this allows me you know when I get older too to have guy time and just kind of get together with guys from all different walks of life and have this common. common yeah, this interest. is like the only guy time I get. Yeah, yeah, just me and you on on Monday nights doing. Well, see, you go podcast. to you go to movies with your sons. I do, and I do, I do go, go out to yeah. take them out to bars with you. Well, I do that now. <laughs> They're twelve and seven, and it's time <laughs> right. that they learned how to how to win a bar you're, fight. You're driving daddy to the bar. Yeah, daddy's not feeling well. <laughs> um, we are not at our usual abode this evening. We are not at Grove House. Uh, we are at Square Cat Vinyl. Which is in Fountain Square. It's awesome right in here. Right on Virginia. It's right across the street from Hi-Fi. Place is hopping. It's place is hopping. It's, uh, Square Cat Vinyl is uh, one of the newest businesses in Fountain Square. I think they opened just about two and a half months ago. Um, you could probably tell by the name, it is a record store. Yes. But it's a lot more it's than more a record store. It's more than a record store. It's way more than a record store. It's a record store. It's a performance space. They have bands playing here. We have a band playing here tonight. There's a stage. Yep. There's a sound system. There's a bar. Yes. And you can With get coffee. Coffee. And there, beer? I believe there's beer. Lots of beer. Cider. Cider. Wine. Food. Food. They have food. Yeah. They have pulled pork. Yeah. And beans. Yeah. On they the have menu. water. They do. Soda. Yeah, it's a really, really cool yeah, it's awesome. spot. If you have a nice little bar. Uh, if you're in Indianapolis and you haven't uh, or you're visiting Indianapolis and it's a real it's it's the only well, it's I shouldn't say it's the only record store in in Fountain Square because there's uh, you know, Joyful Noise has a oh, shop yeah. and MFT yeah. has a shop, but this is it's a re- I mean it's a full full on deal. Is it the only record store that you can get? Coffee, wine, beer. I think it might be. Yeah. I think it might Food. be. It's full service. Yep. You can come in here, get something to eat, get something to drink. And has a stage. Get a coffee, has a stage, and you can buy uh, the latest album by um, Barry Olivia Manilow. Newton-John, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all ages, too, so that's... It is an all-ages venue, yes. It yeah. should be, because it's it's a retail outlet. So yes. anybody should be able to come in here. And they, they have t-shirts. It's it's a very, very cool place. Very cool so we place. want to thank... Uh, Mike Angel for uh, for letting us come in here tonight and invade the space and uh, do the radio hour here. This is one of the one of the one of the things that we kind of had wanted to do when we were a live radio show. Alive. Uh, when we were a live radio show, <laughs> is that we wanted to do the show in different places, but it was always very risky because you show up at a, a venue for the first time and you don't know the lay of the land and you're running late and right. I'm freaking out. And it's after eight o'clock, and oh my god, you know we're not going to. And make I'm it like not time. nodding off, sleeping. Yeah, like, wake yeah, up, tolling. Like, yeah. come on, get yeah, with well, it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, I'm awake now. Yeah. So, but now we don't. Now that we're kind of in podcast mode, we can relax a little bit, right? And we don't have to watch the clock so much. And like, for instance, tonight when 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 we showed up here at Square Cat. There was a, a, a video crew from WTIU in Bloomington, right. Bloomington IU's um, PBS right. station. And not, not here for us. They were not here for us. Right, they were right. here to do an interview with our musical guest tonight. Yes. And uh, it was like, hey, no worries. Go ahead and, and, and do your... Um, do your thing, right. Do your thing because we don't have to worry about time. Right. 
So tonight on the program, long time coming. Very to, long time. Trying to get him for three years. Crescent Ulmer is going to be on the show tonight. Going to perform a, a elongated, a longer set. Yes, yeah, six, elongated six set, songs, six tunes, yeah. and, and uh, some of those songs are pretty big sandwiches. There, Crescent's got some long tunes, so we're really, really happy to have him here. We're very excited to to, to, to meet him and to, and to hear him play. Um, just even just warming up her, his voice and uh, his guitar, it, it, it's amazing. I, we can't wait for you to hear Crescent Ulmer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the usual quality blather, and uh, we'll talk about soup. Yeah, we actually, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about soup. Yeah. And uh, we'll ask Crescent to, uh, what his favorite what his soup favorite is. What his favorite soup is. We'll get, you know, I'm excited about that. That's the only question that I have. That's the only one I have, too. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you what. You ask what the favorite soup is. I will ask Big Spoon or Little Spoon. Because there's two sizes of spoons, right? Well, and there's two ways to take that question. There are, right, but it's in, it's in the context of soup. I you may not want to ask that question up front because it could lead to... Uh, I don't know. It could lead to some pretty good radio. I good think. good yeah, podcasting. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to ask you before we get to music. Um, I don't know. You may not be the right person to ask about this. You're a pretty hygienic guy. I am too. Hygienic? Hygienic. Oh, okay. I wanted to ask you if you understood that this... When people stick their fingers in their ears... Ooh, and okay. then they look at their fingers. What are they expecting to see? To are see they what color it is? Is that, is that it's what like, it is? You know, when you wipe your butt and see, you know, look at it. <laughs> <I don't> and see. <laughs> are they expecting to see like, you know, like a leprechaun on there or bugs like, a, a like spider eggs or like a cigarette butt? Like I don't what, know. That's a good question. Inside, like a quarter. See how much came out of there? You know, I don't know. I never understood that. I was I saw I was watching the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer for the billionth time recently. And I had noticed it the first couple of times I watched it, but during the trailer, Chris Pratt's character, mm -hmm. Star Lord, uh, sticks his finger in his ear, and as he's having this conversation, he's looking at his finger. I'm like, no, I never even noticed that people do that, but people do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I do that in public. Maybe I do, and maybe just don't notice it. Maybe but, you don't know. Maybe yeah. it's one of those kind of. It just kind of. I'm now. I'm curious, like, because I've been observing yeah. people do that now. Well, maybe you like itch your ear and feel crusty stuff, and you're like, "What is yeah, that?" What and is? You that? Look at it. It's a leprechaun. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's soup. <laughs> it's soup. And it comes out like, "Oh, follow me, pot of gold." Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? That our 150th episode is coming up? I did. What, what episode weeks? is this? Well, 149. This is 149. Okay. Wow. And then our next episode. We're taking next be, week off. We, we, well. Which not, I mean, not really because it, that time doesn't matter. Time doesn't, time is uh, inconsequential now because right. th there is no time. Time right. is, it's arbitrary to us now. But our next one after this will be episode number 150. Wow. I know. What an amazing feat. I can't believe we've made it that far. I can't believe the guys from uh, Don't Panic, uh, you know, they had their 100th. They I, had I their 100th I can't believe they're recently. that far, I mean, not that close to us, really. I mean, right. that seems like, And they, uh, well, yeah, they, that's true. They, they did their 100th, but I, I think that they've been, they've done a show every week pretty much like clockwork for two years. Wow. I don't think that they've missed a lot of weeks. Not many people can say that. I mean, no, we've missed a shit ton of time. Right. Because you almost died. And yeah, you know, big deal. <laughs> one, year, one year ago this week, I almost died. That's crazy. It I seems know. like a long time ago. It does seem like a long time ago. I went, to, I went out on Saturday night to uh, Fountain Square Brewery's fifth I anniversary celebration and saw Tommy. Okay. Heard and things. I saw uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, Tommy is amazing. His band is fantastic. Caleb Spicer was his bass player. It was not so real, cool. Kate. Oh, no, for the, real he was. The okay. Caleb Spicer right. was his bass player. 
Um, and uh, his songs are incredible. And he's, he, I, I got to speak to him, to Tommy, for a couple of minutes. He's such a great guy. And uh, the songs are really good. And it was just one of those sets where you really remembered it and you walked out yeah. saying, I cannot wait to tell people how good this was. And I can't wait for people to see him live. I've heard, I've heard really, the hype. Really, really, really good. I've heard the hype for sure. And so I was at this thing and. You know, the band is rocking. The place was packed. I mean, it was elbow to elbow packed. And I I was just having a really hard time enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. Number one, my wife wasn't there. She went up to Goshen to see Moxie. I saw that. She saw Moxie and Viserya in Goshen. And so it's hard for me to have, like, a good time when she's not there. But then I just, like, I couldn't, like, loosen up, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have it. I didn't want to drink. And I kind of... I, it started to kind of dawn on me that I guess subconsciously, like oh, like a year ago, I was in pretty bad shape. Yeah. And is that what it is? And you were out a year ago at a bar. Yeah. And, and it was the same kind of situation where right. I was out and everything was cool. And the next day, hey, things weren't so cool. Yeah. So I just like had a hard time enjoying myself. And I think I might have been kind of cranky. Yeah. So... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we are. You're in a good mood. I'm in a very good mood. No, I'm good. I'm it's, good. I'm it's good. so nice to have an outlet where people can get together for a common good in the city. And uh, talking about this? Yeah, this thing right here. I don't think anybody even knows we're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm we're, we're, I'm talking about the music. The oh, the music, music. not right. this show. Right. No, absolutely correct. And we can all have a positive. Po- yep. You through, know, through thing. music. Yeah, through right. music. We'll, we'll let the music do the talking. Absolutely. Tonight. That's what we'll do. Um, so here's what we want to do. Uh, we're going to play some music, and we're going to come back. And uh, there's a whole bunch of people here tonight that we really, really want to talk to. Yep. So let's uh, let's play some revolutionary local rock. Rock and roll. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll chat. And uh, later on in the program, the amazing Crescent Ulmer is going to perform. Can't wait. It's going to blow your mind. This is the Do It Indie Radio Hour. We're going to play some familiar stuff tonight. Um, you know, again, you want to get angry? Put on music that uh, makes you angry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Do it in the radio hours. A little band called uh, Viseria. Hey, feel free to click. It's podcast. Do whatever you like.
How do you not? How do you not just strip naked and dance around to that song? I did. You did I, really, yeah, I, you. and I appreciate that you did that. <laughs> Beat Girl from Flying Underground. Uh, if anybody was listening to the podcast from two weeks ago, I went on about a five-minute rant about how they're my new favorite band. It's and they're from where again? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, nice. Ohio. Really, really great, great EP um, called Death of Stars. Uh, go to Flying Underground on Bandcamp and, and just get it. It's really, really good. And I was debating going to driving to Cincinnati to see them. They're playing at a record store. Actually. I will go with you anytime. Uh, but I can't go because I have tickets to take my sons to Monster Jam. So, so much for guy night. <laughs> Dope. So it's like and you go monster. to that every year. You go to Monster I, Jam we, every year. So. We, I, we go to Monster Jam every year, and I, I can't not take them. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have to uh, wait. Now, wasn't there some big news about uh, Gravedigger? Like, uh, I have no, no fucking okay. idea. You don't, so you don't, don't follow, yeah. No, I, I thought I, I saw I a headline about Gravedigger. No, man, it's not like, Na- it's not like NASCAR. I, mean, I, don't I think follow. he was on steroids. That's, that was the scandal. The, 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 <laughs> the driver? Car, the, oh, car the car itself. was on steroids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the Do It Indie Radio Hour. Before Flying Underground was uh, the, uh, the Hero Junior, you know him, Anger Room. Uh, uh, they have a new album coming out uh, on April 20th yeah. of all days. On 420, oh, the new Hero Junior, come, uh, Hero Junior album comes out. It's called Sometimes You Gotta Give It the Business. That's the day everybody bakes bread, right? Thanks. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. big bread, uh, bread baking. Go Dennis Miller on your band. Bake some bread. Cha-cha. Listen to Hero <laughs> Junior. And uh, we started off your evening with a little local band uh, you may have heard of, Assyria. Yep. And let's burn some bridges from the Songs of War EP. Assyria also getting ready to release a new record. This year. Going to be a big year. And uh, you can get uh, all of your vinyl needs and some other needs met right here at Square Cat Vinyl. See, I sound like I'm selling something, right? <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Is your brickwork okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, joining us here on the uh, Do It Indie Radio Hour podcast. By the way, uh, Crescent Ulmer, a live performance coming up. We promise. Can't it's, wait. It's yeah. really going to happen. Uh, but since we're here in the heart of Fountain Square, where we usually are, but now we're closer to the heart. We're like by the artery now. Yeah. We're usually <laughs> off by the ventricle over a Grove House, but now we're right like, at a valve. We're, right exactly. Yeah. We're right clogging up the valve like, <laughs> like, a, like a piece of cholesterol here at Square Cat Vinyl. Uh, joining us at the uh, big, uh, Square Pizza t- uh, from uh, the club across the street. Hi-fi. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Josh Baker, Mr. Tad Durham, gentlemen. Thank you so much for, turn up their uh, mic for being there. here. Or they can Good. get closer. They're very cheap <laughs> Chinese mics. Uh, now, the Hi-Fi is a club. If you're, if you're not from Indianapolis, uh, the Hi-Fi is now, I think, officially uh, Indianapolis's most popular music venue. Oh, wow. And uh, it's the place that everybody's talking about. So like, yeah. it, when people are coming to town, you know, I work at a big company. We have people coming in and out of town all the time. Where should I go to hear live music? Send them to the Hi-Fi. There's always it used a to be show. Slippery Noodle. Now it's Hi-Fi. Okay, excellent. Right. We used to send them. No, we used, no pressure. We used to send them to the Hoosier Dome, but a lot of them never made it back. Yeah. Oh, Lord. They went to the bathroom and then never came right. back. Yeah. Never came back. Uh, it's a pit in there. Uh, now, the Hi-Fi is uh, just across the street here on, Vir- on uh, Virginia. And uh, there's a, a, bit, a bit of a rich history. There with uh, Hi-Fi, you guys started out uh, upstairs at the Murphy Building, the Murph at the Murph at the yeah. Murph as the Hi-Fi. Uh, it was the Do Three One Seven Lounge, yep. and that was a great venue. I saw uh, Modoc play there. I yep. saw Viseria play yeah. there. I saw some great shows. One of Jen's best performances was up there. That's that's absolutely yep. right. That was the first time that they ever played. Uh, maybe maybe I'm, def- I'm, yep. maybe I'm blind in front of people, and it was insane. We had yeah. some amazing shows there. Yeah, um, yeah. And before before you guys were in there, it was Big Cars Old Space. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, Big Car was the first. It was one the really first show, first live show I ever saw as as an Indianapolis resident was at 
uh, big car. Yeah, that was a fun place. But now you guys uh, uh, moved what, downstairs. Two, two years ago, you moved downstairs onto the street yep. into a club that had how much was the capacity of the original High Five? How many? 200. About 200? Legally. You just... You, well, if you ask the fire marshal. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, what did the fire marshal say? 198. Uh, but a few weeks ago, uh, you were closed for about a month, and yep. you did some major renovations, and now the club is double capacity than it yep. was. It's, it it's Now it's 400. I haven't seen the inside of you. I, I, I'm really, really psyched to see the inside. I can't. I just haven't had a chance to go to any shows. But you guys reopened a few weeks ago. And uh, what was the first show you had in a new place? Uh, well, the first first show was a I think it was espresso I think did. it was espresso and the cappuccinos right it was the first <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a Josh Powell and uh, Pravada uh, played a friends and Pravada family Pravada and Josh Powell and the great trainer oh what a great show and Bigfoot yeah. Yancey's played there already right. yep mm-hmm. they played the Tillers Otis Gibbs was the first show it was the yeah. grand opening okay so tell us a little bit about the expansion uh, you guys had to expand because every time I went in there Elbow to elbow, packed. Well, when we first built the Hi-Fi, we did it in about about 30 days then Mm -hmm. with no money. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we wanted to change and just kind of had to do to get the club open the first time. So this was a really good chance for us to focus in in on a lot of stuff that we couldn't have any control over the bathrooms before. We didn't have any control over the heating and cooling. And, you know, as the club got bigger and bigger and more popular and bigger crowds, it was things like that that really want to make us, you know, kind of change it up a bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're pretty proud of now what was a 45-day renovation, complete overhaul. And that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were show. posting yeah. pictures on Facebook as it was progressing, yeah. and I, I mean, I couldn't believe how fast you were turning turning stuff over. We literally over. lived in there for about 45 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even our contractors were all, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way this can get done. And I said, get back to work. <laughs> yeah. And uh, from everything that we've heard, from everything I've heard, it's a, it's a total success. Folks who have been inside the place and seen a show there are just blown away. Viseria actually, uh, they tested out your yeah. They, they did tested a, out yeah. your new stage, and yeah. they, they were so pleased with the way it sounded and the way it felt. So, other than the other than the you know where where folks uh, hang out, where folks kind of congregate, has the stage gotten bigger? What other changes did you make? Yeah, I know you got a new board, bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. Mm. stage is double in size. Um, got a new green room. Mm-hmm. Um, private artist rest. Private room. artist restroom. I mean, a lot of what we did was tailored not only to make the fans more comfortable, but to make the artists more comfortable. Um, right. You know, a lot of a lot of the old shows we didn't have a green room to offer. We didn't have you know we were serving beers out of you know ice buckets. <laughs> yeah. Right. Know. I miss those days. <laughs> I think the biggest difference for us, and I, and I, I try to always hit on this, is that we're concert promoters first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we, we grew up doing this. We, we never set out to own a bar. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. And, and so we, we approach a venue like that from the artist side first. So we built all the amenities for bands and guitar tech world and extra stage power and lights and all the things that you know we wanted to do for shows first and then we built the bar second so i thought hopefully that shows to, to fans when they come in going right. back to you know when it all started what was the reason reason and the motivation for you guys to start hi-fi in the first place um i mean i've been doing, you know, i've been doing shows for 20 years <laughs> you know, and i always do them in other people's rooms and i, I think that we, again we never wanted to open a bar yeah so we just started the lounge it's kind of our little treehouse hangout kind of place and started doing bands we liked and it just kind of became popular and we had a chance to open the club and that was a real good chance for us to test um for our staff to kind of learn how to run a, a venue uh, yeah. in a small space and so then we went into the, the, the hi-fi as a, the old form of it, and then now the new form, which is a much bigger project to run. <laughs> but we're still learning how to do it, but um, it's been great. So, 
and uh, how far how far out is is Hi-Fi Book now? Because I, I mean, th- now that you guys have doubled the capacity, I assume that you're going to start getting uh, b- bigger acts are going to start playing oh, yeah. there. Right? We're always. Was that one of the drivers behind the behind the expansion? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we had some acts that were probably too big to even play the Hi-Fi play at, mm-hmm. right there, but. But yeah, I mean, we want to try and keep um, you know, quality touring national acts mm-hmm. uh, six nights a week, and to be able to do that and keep the lights on, you know, we need to be able to hit another level of, sure. of artists um, while continuing to support the local shows and stuff too. But and that really, that really allows us. It's funny how much a number means something yeah. on a piece of paper to an agent or an artist, but it really does. Right. Right. Because I mean, it's earning potential for the band. And so, sure. Um, it, they look at that. So. Yeah. I mean, I saw a cloud. Call play there oh, last yeah. fall and I mean I couldn't move yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I think it might have been like right around that time that someone told me that oh they're doing this really big renovation I was like thank god because I can't even turn around <laughs> in this place and it's funny because you know I, I've been going to shows a long time and sometimes that's really cool especially in Indianapolis where there's always this debate about whether we have a scene or whether people are even interested in live music here and then to go to a show like that I mean Cloud Cult's not from here but to know that a band like that that's really not that well known mm-hmm. has a following here sure. where you walk into a club even a club that's 200 capacity or whatever the fire marshal says it is and you're elbow to elbow with people and you're sweating with people it's like this feels fucking this is a rock great. concert this <laughs> is a rock show yeah. it was a great show and congratulations on the expansion Thank now you. quick question for you everybody wants to know you guys renovated the inside of the club did you renovate West Heaton Renovate what? Did you renovate Wes? Oh, no. He's still the same Wes. <laughs> still the same Wes. <laughs> still sounds amazing. No, he, he's a genius. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of the reasons why the club sounds like it does. That's you a big, know, big, big selling factor for us. I'm not, this much of a, I'm not that much of a sound geek, but I love watching him work. Like, mm-hmm. I just like watching him work. I'm always by like that kind of soundboard area there. I just like watching him work. I like what he does, you know, and he he's really kind of... Uh, He's really kind of open with sharing information. Like I asked him one night, "Hey, what is that thing for? How are you doing this?" And he like explained the whole thing to me, and it was really cool because the band was feeding back and they couldn't hear the vocals, but he was explaining everything to me right down the line, and I really appreciated him kind of blowing off work that night. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have told his bosses that. Josh and Tad, thank you so much Thanks, for stopping guys. in thank tonight you. and, and, and chatting with us. Congratulations on the new space. It, it, it's I, I can't wait to see the inside of it. Everything I've heard about it, it's 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 phenomenal. And keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah, we really we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. The music scene loves you. Thank you so cool, much. Man. Thank you. Thank this you. is Do It Indie Radio Hour. Go to a show at the Hi-Fi. Go, you know the Thanks. best thing to do? Nice to go see a band at the Hi-Fi that you've never heard of. Yeah, just do it. Just check the listings, whatever, Nuvo, wherever you go to yeah. check stuff out. And look for a band you've never heard of before. And just go to the show. You'll have a great time. Or just I come play. out to Fountain Square and walk in, walk in a show. Pay, pay the, you know, not knowing what it is. What's that, Josh? It said HiFiIndy.com. HiFiIndy, yeah. Oh, there you a, go. They got a go. website? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. On the internet? What year is this? <laughs> Holy so shit. Dial up on AOL. and possible uh, fax the schedule to you if you'd like. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I got an old mojo wire. If you can send me on the telex. <laughs> Put it on my two-way. What's, what's my two-way, two-way pager? Yeah. <laughs> one, one more time. What's the website? Uh, HiFiIndy.com. Hi 
SpotifyIndie.com. You get the full schedule there. Go see a show. Boom. You'll, you'll have a great time. Thank you very Thanks, much, guys. guys. This is Dude Indie Radio, our podcast. Crescent Ulmer is going to hit the Square Cat yes. final stage in just a few minutes. We're going to give you one more song. Get Crescent all uh, ready to do his thing. This is Dude Indie Radio, our podcast. Little gay black Republican. Fear is control, Mr. Tolan. I'm pumped, man. Me too. Maybe the coffee. <laughs> Right. Gay Black Republican on the Do It Indie Radio podcast and fear is control. We are at uh, Square Cat Vine. I keep I, I still find myself saying, come on down, but we're not a live show anymore. So don't come on down if you want to see Crescent Ulmer. But if you want to buy some awesome vinyl, check out some T-shirts, get some swag, have a drink, a coffee, a beer, a Mexican Coke with coffee, some food. Square Cat Vinyl in Virginia and Found Square is the place to be. Mike Angel, thank you so much for letting us invade your space tonight. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Um, so, three and a half some odd years ago, when this show was in its infancy, literally we wore diapers on the air. Um, we were starving for local music. We didn't know a lot of people, Scott and I. We were just kind of, we were very new to the scene. We didn't know a lot of musicians, didn't know a lot of bands, so we were scouring the web and Facebook to find local artists. We came across an EP by an artist named Crescent Ulmer, a song called US 36. And we played that song, I think on our third or fourth show and everybody stopped and said, who is that? They loved that song. And it became kind of a staple in our early playlists. And, um, 
we started uh, booking live bands on the show, and we said, oh, we got to get that singer-songwriter from Bloomington up here. We got to get that Crescent Ulmer. And then uh, your computer stopped working for a couple of months, and you didn't have a phone for a while, and you were like, who the hell are these fat idiots from Indianapolis? And I'm not even going to respond to these messages. But uh, I, I guess we're famous enough now that Crescent decided to do the show. We're sorry enough. We're sorry enough. What? We're sorry. We're sorry enough. We're, we're bad. We were sorry. That's true. We're pathetic enough that people will actually respond. I just got steady internet connection. That's ah. Well, anyway, Crescent is finally uh, here. And this is like the perfect day, the perfect time for Crescent to be here on the stage at Square Cut Vinyl. It's our first time here, but it's your second time here. And uh, Crescent will also be right back in Indianapolis on February fourth which is this saturday uh doing a musical family tree show over at the fountain square brewery with chad lair and uh stay outside two amazing local acts it's gonna it's gonna be an amazing show um please welcome our new friend very glad to have him here crescent ulmer folks thank you very much i appreciate that you mentioned us 36 and uh funnily enough i was going to play a song off of that very first ep which is at that time it was called pardon me mona but now it's called you disappointed me when you forgot to wake up. That's about being late for school. Dude. 
computers are moving in They seem like a really good people Say goodbye, I'm just an old friend And your new neighbors are moving in They seem like a really good people Say goodbye, I'm just your old friend So pack your bags, we're moving out And I don't know where you left the note So pack your bags, we're moving out And I don't know where you left the note And someday I'll know I was right Someday you'll know I was right all along And someday you'll realize you've changed And there's nothing we can do And someday you'll know I was right all along Someday I'll realize I've changed again and again and again and again. And your new neighbors were moving in. They seem like a really good people. Say goodbye, I'm just an And your new neighbors were moving in They seem like a really good people Say goodbye, you're just an old friend Thank you. Woo! Woo! Can I thank you for this beer? This is... A this was a good choice. That's the secret. It's all about, yeah, yeah. Some good, uh, some uh, libations makes everything sound great. All right. Oh, do I? I just, I can just roll, right? I can just, yeah, I can just, I can just, I can just do my thing. Sweet. So I'm gonna play some songs off of. Uh, a lot of the songs are gonna be off the the album I released a couple years ago, and then I'll probably play a couple new ones. Um, let's see. I had, a, I had a set list and I completely abandoned it. I do this every time I play a show. <laughs> I want to play something soft and, and something soft and sweet. This is that song. Thank you. No problem. This song is called Departure and uh, I wrote it about maybe two, two or three years ago and it's all about uh, sexuality and identity and you know feeling insecure and confessing your love and saying, this is me despite my flaws. So this song is called Departure. The 
other night a friend asked if I was happy I decided to answer him honestly No, I'm not and I don't think I'll ever be Way across town there was another Who spent that night burrowed under her covers Tossing and turning in the absence of body heat I stumbled upon a well-lit porch I was half drunk and severely bored We made small talk, most of it oh I ignored Cause I had my eyes fastened on your bedroom door You gave me cigarettes, I saw signals in your smoke Swallowed anxieties and tried not to choke you saw right through me as miserable and broke So I moved on and I tried to let you go Days go by and I'm still self-loathing What went wrong? I even wore nice clothing Feeble attempts at hanging out was so dramatic when acting out of your always wanting someone to see right through you you know i do though i doubt you see me too because you're full of distractions and i embody in action your long division where here i am subtraction hey there darling yeah i know i ain't a man Hey there, darling, yeah, I know I ain't a man But I do think I'm just as good as them And I know I don't have much to offer as well I would never let you suffer alone You saw me walking alone the other night when you were turning left on your bike Shouted, how are you? I said, I'm not all right But you glimpsed my withering frame beneath the moonlight We shared a cigarette and I tried to make a joke My tears wet up, oh, and down I broke I said, I'm so tired, I can't get no relief Persistent headaches and all enough for leave I feel so empty, so void of all belief That I'll never be worthy of anyone's care for me To which all you replied You know what you want, but not what you need You don this plastic smile, but it ain't fooling me Though I think you like this, cause it puts you to sleep But I wanna wake you up and see you happy Hey there, darling, yeah, I know I ain't a man But I do think I'm just as good as him And I know I don't have much to offer as well I would never let you suffer, oh Hey there, darling, yeah, I know I ain't a man
But I do think I'm just as good as them And I know I've got so much to offer as well I would never let you suffer all Now ain't no gosh darn fool, I won't always be your only But at least the two of us are, are not lonely We'll barrels full of lessons to learn And plenty bridges we should burn But at least we love ourselves And that's a hard, hard badge to earn Hey there, darling, yeah, I know I ain't your man but I do think I'm just as good as them And I know I've got so much to offer as well I would never let you suffer Oh, hey there, darling, here yeah, I know I ain't a man But I do think I'm just as good as them And I know I've got so much to offer as well I will never let you suffer alone. Thank you. I haven't played that one in a while. That was a little bit of a challenge. The whole time I was playing, I was like, remember the chords, remember the words. There was a couple moments where I was like, uh-oh, it's either or, it's either or. <laughs> you know how it is, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take a hit. Uh, let's see. So I'm going to play a newer song. Uh, this song is called Such a Shame. I really, really love this song. It's kind of a bittersweet one. I'd like to dedicate it to a friend of mine who's not around any longer. Um, we used to play together. He played cello. Um, unfortunately, he took his own life, but uh, we used to like this song, and I think it's a pretty important, pretty pertinent to that situation. It's called Such a Shame. I don't like this pick. Where did the other one go? There it is. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to tease you guys. Thomas, this song is dedicated to you, buddy. We still love and miss you. We sat in the car. We didn't get too far. Before I pulled over. Steadied my beating heart I put my hand on hers We didn't say a word Asked if she was okay Only the silence sang But when she shook her wrist I read her bracelet So ashamed of what she's done Lord knows she's not the only one I asked her for a kiss She said she don't want to live And this won't make no difference because it is what it is But I wish that she could see What she means to me I wish that she could believe 
everything she could be nothing more further from entertaining than listening to someone tuning on the radio but that's the price you pay it's a song it goes like this this is the tuning song it won't last very long unless I tune this note wrong this is the tuning song it's still going on I wish it wasn't this long. All right, there we go. Take a Thank you. Yeah, that's a special one. It's a very special one for your ears only. All right. So uh, I'm gonna play a song. I uh, I wrote it as a tongue-in-cheek song to my mother. I remember when I was a teenager, I was very headstrong. I didn't want to listen to her rules. I thought that I knew what was good for me, and you know, skipping school and doing all this stuff and Eventually, it got to the point where my back was against the wall and I had to leave my home. And I told my mom, you'll see. 
I know what I'm doing in life. And she was like, all right, whatever, good luck out there. And uh, it was probably about two or three years later, I had to make that phone call where I came knocking on her door going, Mom, you are right, I was wrong. Can I sleep on your couch? And uh, she gloated for a little bit. But uh, I wrote this song shortly before I swallowed my pride and came home. And it's called Like Me. Should be alone. 
trust a soul Never trust a soul Never trust a soul I was like, this is going to be some great banter. And then it just like, one more for the show. I was like, that's too literal. That's not even funny. <laughs> All right. So this song is called Don't Go. And uh, I really like this song. And this is for anybody who's ever, uh, you know, been in a tough place and all you just needed was a little support. And sometimes when you love somebody, you got to beg a little. I ain't too proud to beg. All right, so this song's called Don't Go. This is my Coca-Cola song. The day I cash in my chips and I'm like, licensing. This is the song I'm gonna sell. I can hear it right now. People drinking a can of Coke and See, there we go. Mmm, refreshing. <laughs> you feel it. I appreciate that. You're coming into the boardroom with me. <laughs> so I have rocks in my shoes. But ignore 
First time I opened up my eyes, that was that whole set. Just this, if you will. 
constellations and each star writes itself into fiction
my favorite Shelby County Sinners. Yeah. Uh, they have. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to jump in. It's like a media circus here tonight. I know, man. Crescent's when, doing something right, man. When we walked in, um, there was a whole uh, video crew here from uh, WTIU. Bloomington. Right. Yeah. Blooming, Bloomington. Uh, public radio at uh, IU, and they were here to do a video segment on uh, about our amazing uh, musical guest. Yeah. And we didn't know they were going to be here. Square Cat didn't know they we were We knew be they here. weren't here for us. They, they, yeah. that's exactly. <laughs> when we walked in, we saw the video crew. We're like, oh, this is definitely not for us. <laughs> that's why, that's we why do, we're in radio. That's yeah, why exactly. we do radio, yeah, exactly. because we're too ugly for television. <laughs> uh, so uh, they were doing an interview with uh, Crescent uh, Ulmer, so uh, Henry... Malone yes, from WTIU. Yes. Uh, so that'll be airing sometime in March or April. Awesome. Uh, so make sure you look out for that segment. What's the name of that show? The Weekly Special. Oh, you, you mean like on, the, like it's written on the card right in front of my face? Exactly. Okay. The, week, <laughs> the, the Weekly Special. Uh, Crescent Ulmer is uh, here with us at the uh, Square Pizza. It's usually a big round yeah. pizza, yeah. but we left our Sponsored table. Sponsored by Pepe's Grill. <laughs> I don't know but however we, that works. We left our round table uh, back at the house tonight. Uh, I music, know, it's like, which yeah. way do I sit? Yeah. Who do I face? Like, <laughs> Definitely face him. He's got a more no, infectious yeah. we smile. We can just do this. Uh, that was Shelby <laughs> County Sinners uh, from their forthcoming album. Uh, they don't have a release date yet, but uh, that's our favorite song off the record. I've it's called, got it. It's called Fuck All These Songs. That's nice. the song. Oh, okay. No, that's the name of it. Yeah, it's not me yeah. telling Shelby Kelly <laughs> right. and Eric Grimmett to go fuck themselves. That's the name <laughs> of the song. And uh, before that, Traveling Suitcase and Vinyl Ain't Dead, fitting and apropos since we are here at Square Cat Vinyl in Fountain Square, Indianapolis. Thanks so much to Mike Angel and the uh, gang for letting us come in here tonight. Such now. a cool place. Yeah. So I've been, we've been prepping this interview for three years. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull ready? out the list. Yeah, Where the hell have you been? Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> God bless long-term internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> Crescent Ulmer uh, is here. Now, first, most important, we'll get the most important question out of the way first. All right. Favorite soup, go. Favorite soup? Oh, my gosh, clam chowder. Oh, Manhattan, that's solid. Manhattan or Boston? Uh, is there a difference? White, white or right. red? That's what I would say. Is there a difference? Campbell's? Campbell's, the, the white. The white clam yeah. chowder. The yeah. true clam chowder. That's, that's, yeah. that's uh, Boston. Boston clam Boston. chowder. Boston. Okay. Boston. There's a, there's a Manhattan, the there's a Manhattan name clam name? chowder. Manhattan got, clam chowder. It's got rats in it. <laughs> Sounds like it. It's from Manhattan. It's, it's, I'm from no, Manhattan. No, that's Manhattan. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I left a long time ago. He's a rat. It's not a cream-based soup. Um, it's like a red broth. It's like a thick. Oh, red actually, I think broth. I've seen that before. Yeah, but it's gross. Yeah, I don't think I ate it, but I do think. No, I've don't seen eat that. it. Yeah. No, don't don't even look at it. It's right. it, it'll make you sick. Just right. being in the same room with it <laughs> could take ten years off your life. <clears throat> Crescent Olmer, you've been on the scene for quite a while. There's a little bit of mystery surrounding you. There's a little bit of mythology. Surrounding I think we created you. all that. I was gonna say. I was like, what? <laughs> it's true though. It's true. You're a little bit of an enigma, wrapped in a riddle, kind of. Nestled nicely on a puzzle. Are we talking about Why the same person? <laughs> I'm waiting for something to maybe somebody will take a picture of it and Photoshop <laughs> your balls into it. Wow. Yeah. Tell us about Crescent Ulmer. Tell us about the musical journey of Crescent Ulmer and how uh, you came to do this thing that you do that you're just so great at. Where are you from? Okay. Where, where are you now? So it all started out <laughs> as a, a young, a wee lad. Uh, <laughs> Growing up in Indianapolis, and then around like 14 or 15, we made the move out to Avon, Indiana. 
up until that point, I was a passive listener of music. Avon. Yeah. The third mall from the sun. It's, I don't. It's, I work out there now. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I thought you were originally from out there because I we became friends on Facebook a lot, like three years, years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I was, I a, said I was Brownsburg, a baby. Yeah, Brownsburg, Indiana. So, and, it, and I'll let you tell the rest of the story, but I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, just, yeah, didn't uh, really, music wasn't something. I do have this vague memory of being a small child at my aunt's house and my mom like coercing me into singing a song and getting really embarrassed and so i guess maybe maybe they saw something in me then now did your mom sing or do you come from a musical family at all my mom played violin in school and my aunt was a really good singer okay yeah i had an aunt, had an aunt. she lives in colorado now well actually we're actually pretty similar she's she's pretty eccentric she's pretty awesome. okay yeah and uh so yeah i moved out to avon and met a couple my, my next door neighbor became uh, my best friend and she was dating a guy who had a sister and uh, she was playing this song on guitar and I saw it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. She wound up giving me her guitar, awesome. guitar lessons. How, how old are you when this is happening? 15. Mm-hmm. 15 years old. And that's every, everything changed after that. Everything yeah. Changed after that. yeah. It just, uh, it was, it, was, it was really cool. I used to write poetry when I was younger. Um, always was a decent writer, but the songwriting, once I got the guitar in my hand, that's it. It, that completely changed the trajectory of my life. When you, when you started learning the guitar, what did you listen to, to, to yourself taught, I assume? You, yeah, did, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, what, so what did you listen to, like what kind of music did you listen to and say, oh, I, I, I want to see if I could learn how to play like that song or songs by that particular artist? So this is pretty funny, and I imagine we'll probably get into this down the road. But one of the first songs I learned on guitar was Lola by the Kings. By the Kings, sure. Yeah, nice. and then um, some Scott McKenzie song, the If You're Going San Francisco. To, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, I learned that one. And uh, my guitar instructor, she taught me the Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack. Oh, great So that song. was there. That was the very first one that I learned on the guitar. She's the one who taught me. I, all credit goes to her because she taught me how to sing and play on the guitar. Right. And uh, yeah, so then that just yeah started with '60s kind of music, and then from there started listening to Death Cab. Oh, that's one of my favorite bands. Yeah, yeah, and so from there I listened to uh, I was listening to Long Division on the way up here. Nice, actually. Yeah. Nice. Love that song. Nice. I I love I love like uh, I think it's called Blacking Out the Friction. Uh huh. I listen to that song whenever I'm feeling kind of down. I'm like maybe I should move. Yeah, and then and then Death the first line comes yet. in, and I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should just deal with my problems. <laughs> you know, it's so funny about them because, um, like, I have, pre- I think I have all of their records, and every subsequent one that, like, I think the last one I got was Codes and Keys. Yeah, and when I, I first got Codes and Keys, I fucking hated it. Like, I put it on, and I I just hated it so much. Yeah, like, oh well, they're I guess I'm done with Death Cab. Now. Yeah. And then, like a year later, I think I heard one of the songs from Codes and Keys on like Sirius Radio or something yeah. like that. And I said, "Man, that's a great song." What? Oh, maybe I should listen to that album. Again. Yep. It's funny how that happens. I guess where you're at in life or your mood at the time when you're listening that at, to that at that time yeah, totally affects I, no, it. I yeah. think you're right. I think I, I think like in my maybe subconsciously, I didn't want to like the record right. for for whatever reason. I was like, "Oh, well, it's not hip to be into them anymore." Sure. But yeah, no, they're a great band. I really yeah, love yeah. them. Yeah. What else do you like? What else do you listen to? Oh man, I've got a. It's funny on on my arm. I, I pointed at my arm like you guys can hear it on the radio. <laughs> but um, I really love Blink One Eighty Two. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've got the I've got the skanking rabbit tattooed on me. Uh, it's part of a. I've got the tortoise and the hare tattooed on me. Like they're like walking through the, the forest, and the hare is the the skanking rabbit from Blink One Eighty Two. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 
and so I love I love them. I love punk, I love pop punk, Alkaline Trio. I mean, just got I, I really I listen to everything. You know, I listen to a lot of Fall Out Boy. I don't know. I would do face. How does that influence turn into? You know, how do, how does that affect your music writing? And because that's that's kind of more powerful. Like, yeah. And, and you know, obviously you're a little softer yeah. on the softer side. Although some of the songs you have could be big. Yeah. You know, like that. But how does that work in in your head or when you're writing songs? I, I've noticed it comes out a lot more in the in the chords and kind of like the voicings that I decide to choose uh-huh. when I play guitar. Um, primarily, is whereas like the the songwriting is definitely more like a little softer, kind of like more influenced by R and B. But uh, I would say it, it translates. You you can see that influence when I play with a band because it's okay. like all those songs turn into pop punk songs yeah. when I play with a full band. The drums are really raucous hmm. and loud, and you know like chunky bass, and you know so it becomes more about the. It, it focus. It's not as soft, and it focuses less on kind of like the vocal quality, and more mm-hmm. just about the actual like feeling of the song. It becomes like really amped up. Are you more comfortable doing one over the other? Are you more comfortable doing the solo thing than you are doing the band thing, or is it the other way around? Or I'm six actually, one? Like, I'm, I'm more comfortable doing the solo thing. Like personally, I love being a songwriter. A like you know financially, it's just it's like <laughs> logistically, it's it's way easier. It's not lucrative like podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it it's just I like I like raw you know really stripped down experiences. I love songwriters. That's pretty much I just listen primarily to folk music. It's like I love that experience, but um, I love bands too because mm-hmm. sometimes you want, you know sometimes you want to. What's that? What's that new guy that's coming out? I can't remember his name. He's got that song All Time Low. Bob Dylan. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a new, it's a, it's, it's like a new pop song that's out right now. But it's like, it's got these like really sad, melancholy lyrics. But uh-huh. the music is so upbeat that you like listen to it in the club, and it's like you're talking about like being lonely. Yeah. You know. So that's kind of like what I like having a band for is when I'm like, I don't know if I want to completely depress the hell out of the crowd. Right. But I do want to be honest. But I also want them to get drunk and dance too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. To, you I, know. So they they serve different purposes. Sure. You can have sad lyrics in an upbeat song. Yeah. L- yeah. You know. Upbeat melody, yeah. But, uh, and when with your with a band, it's yeah. It helps that. Yeah, it's a lot. How of often do you play out in, with a band? I mean, I, I oh, it's been a while. Yeah. probably about a year, maybe about a year. Or so I've got a a friend. I, I always joke. I call her my musical wife. I proposed to her. She okay. Said he is. But uh, she plays drums, and I mean, she's absolutely brilliant. Her name is Kate Seifker. She actually plays drums for Lily and Madeline. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And, but she's just <laughs> like we've been trying the to get best. them on the show too. But. Oh man, maybe we can <laughs> do a little nudge nudge. There we go. Name drop. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, when I was sitting there watching you play, I mean, that's what I was thinking the whole time is like this, you know, he, hearing hearing what you're saying and watching you play, I could picture it, though, with a bigger yeah. sound to it, too. And But it sounds just as good yeah, raw exactly. like that. So I'm really cool. grateful for that. Yeah. Because I think, it, yeah, I think it's a... If you, if you guys ever listen to City and Color at all, yeah, uh, he's a, yeah, he's a huge influence of, of mine, and that's kind of something that I, I strive for when I saw him in concert. Like the uh, his ability to switch so effortlessly from playing with a band mm-hmm. and then to playing by himself, and both experiences being so great, is exactly what I want. Like I want the I want the intimacy of a, of an acoustic show, but still also be able to those strong those songs still be able to be strong enough. To be supported by a band, and you it's know. it's there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, most recent album is uh, Creature Comforts. Yeah. It's been out there for about just about two two years, yep. right? Uh, and you, that was a Kickstarter yeah. campaign. You funded that via funding, Kickstarter. Yeah. Very very cool. Um, where are you now in your 
all artists evolve, all songwriters evolve. Yeah. Where are you now in your songwriting compared to where you were with Creature Comforts and then even going back further to the to the EP before that? Ooh. Um, oh, that's hard. I, I would say the, the biggest... Uh, I would say I focus more on, on songwriting. Uh, it used to be, especially like if we're going to say like from like the very first, like the EP that I put out, I was... The writing was... It was good, but I was a little lazy, you know? Like, I wouldn't, I didn't edit myself as much, and I didn't choose the best lines. I was like, if it works, if it fits, if it sounds okay. But it may not have necessarily made sense, and it didn't quite paint as, as full of a, or as a complete of a picture. And this, you know, like, coming up to my full-length album, I started to see that there were songs where there was a theme, you know, and being able to group those songs together and kind of seeing the bigger picture of the body of the work that I was producing... Whereas like now, coming into a lot of the stuff that I'm writing now, I'm very much intentionally writing thematically and making sure that I'm gonna, you know, go the, you know, like if I'm gonna use a simile in a song or a metaphor in a song, I'm gonna go the whole nine yards. And I had a buddy, um, he's out of a local band now called Hex Mundi, but his name is uh, Justin Renner. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, we know those yeah. guys. Yeah, I credit him because we met when I was about 19 or 20, and he was like, hey, you know, you're a really good songwriter. But you're a little sloppy. I think you need to edit your work. You think you need to clean it this up. This is him like, to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like, do your research. If you think, you know, it's like, if you think a metaphor is cool and you want to compare it to, if you want to compare her to a summer's day, like, do your research on, mm -hmm. you know, really get into it because there's things that you could discover that could even take that, you know, 100 steps beyond what you first initially thought. And so I credit him massively for that and what I think about when I write now. Hopefully that wasn't the first time you guys met. Hopefully you guys got to know each other before. Or was it? We got drunk a couple times. Oh, okay, there and you then, go. Yeah, there yeah. You <laughs> we were drunk when he told me. He was like, hey. I, I, hey, I can we talk about something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually think of a couple musicians in this town. That's how they would start a conversation. Yeah. With, you know, <laughs> right. They would just say, oh, hey, you're that guy in that band. Hey, listen, man, your songs are kind of derivative. I know that like we haven't even officially met yet. <laughs> we should sit down sometime. Some of, them are in this, some of them are in this room right now. It's a very, very rough town. Um, where are you based now? Uh, Broderpool. No, oh, okay. So you're here now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because we were like, oh, Crescent's on Part tour. Part of the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, because you, you were here at Square Cat like uh, less than a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And then tonight, thank you very much. And then you're going to be over at uh, Found Square Brewery yep. on Saturday. That's so a great room to play. Yeah, yeah. So Musical Family Tree has their new site across the street from where we are now at Square Cat, but there's some right. issues. Uh-oh. I didn't uh, know about that. Somebody, apparently, one of their toilets overflowed. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's more of a story, but they had some plumbing issues, which damaged the floor, which also damaged their yeah, downstairs really neighbor, which is the Heartland Film Festival. Dope. So they had to move all their shows to various venues. So yeah. Fountain Square's picking up, Fountain Square Brewery's picking up a couple of the uh, shows in uh, Crescent and... Uh, Two slouches, two, two slouch acts, Chad Lair and Stay Outside. No. You're going to kill. Uh, oh, you're wow. gonna, you're Chad Lair is amazing. You're going to wipe the floor. He's going to be on the show uh, in February. Perfect. Nice. Chad Lair. He yeah. was actually a big, uh, someone I looked up to when I first moved, like, came, like, came into Avon. There was a big scene that was kind of going around that side, of, that side of town and my hidden track and Surreal and Sky and like all these guys when I came into, you know, listening to them and I was like, wow, Chad's an awesome guy because I played at a Hot Topic in Castleton. And uh, very, like, I was, like, fresh, you know, maybe six months into playing shows, and 
Chad was there, and I was like, whoa, you're my hidden track. You're so cool. I'm playing over at Hot Topic. I didn't think he was actually going to come, but he came and he stayed for the whole entire show. You played a show at Hot Topic? Yeah, I was going to say, how do you get a I show did a whole, at Hot I did a whole Topic. circuit at Hot Topics. So I how used to do, do Hot a, Topics all over you, Indiana. You get uh, free... Uh, how, does free it, how does that happen? Like, I don't know if they do it anymore. I, don't, I can't remember how it happened. I, li- I think it was... How did that happen? It's so weird because my kid, I have a 12... My oldest is 12. Yeah. He just started... Like he just went there like the first two times like in that the was last about how old I was couple when I of weeks and like I go in there and I'm not as freaked out as I thought I was gonna be. It's more right. like I want like half the stuff in yeah. this place, man. I it's not as bad as going t-shirts. into Justice with a. I've young never fee. been there. That, yeah, I've never been there. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. what's it, what's it like playing? So you did like a Hot Topic tour. Yeah, yeah. This is way cool. more interesting than what I that wanted to talk cool. to you about. Yeah. So I think I was maybe maybe 16 or 17, but I went to the uh, Hot Topic in Metropolis and just kind of asked around. In, I was in like, Plainfield. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, that's that that like young naive hunger when you first start playing. You're like, hey, it worked. I'll play any anywhere man I'll pay you to play yeah. you know? so I went to Hot Topic and I was just like hey you know I live in Avon and I, I want to play music you know can I can I play here I'll just sit up in the corner and they were like actually it's really funny but we you know we, we actually like want this and we'll give you like little coupons that you can pass out and everything like that and so I uh I remember still to this day in school I made these printed out these flyers and this is back when I was like a big you know, emo hipster had like this, the emo bang and these glasses and this photo. And I made this flyer and I tacked them up all over the school. And like 40 people came out to the show, <laughs> Hot awesome. Topic in Plainfield. Yeah. And I made up a song about Dr. Pepper. And so like like the next couple of shows, people would come to these Hot Topics around Indiana and they would bring me Dr. Pepper. But it was amazing. Cool. And that show went so well that they just, whatever network they have in the Hot Topics in Indiana, yep. I just started getting emails and hit up from various Hot Topics, huh. and they were just like, hey, we heard this show went really well. Do you want to play at the Hot Topic in Castleton? Do you want to play at this Hot Topic do you, at Greenwood? You know, Do you want to play at this Hot Topic in Bloomington? Now, since then, do you feel obligated to wear the colors of Dr. Pepper all the time? Because that's it. No. You are a Pepper right now. Con- you are. She's under, or he's under contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are a Pepper right now. I wish someone would have recorded that song because maybe I would be rich right now. <laughs> I remember there was something about Dr. Pepper is the only doctor I'll see, something about needing a prescription. I can't even remember. I would, there we I, go. I, I, it's very rare that I would go down this road with a guest, but you, you have to go under hypnosis to to, 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 to pull that, that. To pull that, yeah. that song. Yeah, because it was pretty good. It was pretty good. The, at that time... Think about every song that you you were writing just as like you were nodding off to sleep, because I used to write songs. Yeah. Like, all my best ideas came to me just as I nodded off, and I... Oh, I'll write it down in the morning, and of course, it's gone. Yep. Right. And I always thought, I wonder if, like, if I could go under hypnosis, could I possibly get all those songs back? <laughs> that would change the game. Think, think about it. We'll I don't know. Some we'll of them you might yeah. not want to. You'd probably get them back and be like, "What was I thinking?" You yeah, that's <laughs> right. Is this funny? Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I go under hypnosis to forget exactly. that? Stuff? Right. Exactly. Have my memory erased. Yeah, that we, might be your money song too. We you know, you talk about Coca Cola. Right? So. Exactly. What that? What you could do a whole album. Loose, you could though. Do, like I'm selling songs to Coke. I'm selling songs to Doctor yeah, Pepper. You could do a whole yeah. album about soft drinks. <laughs> could be like your concept record. There's a rap album that just got dropped about Hungry Helper. Or what's it called? Is hamburger it? Helper. Hamburger Helper. Yeah. yeah, Hamburger Helper. Oh, man. They I made that a, so they many made times. A, they made a trap rap album. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds cool. For Hamburger Helper. It's going to be a big It's hit. actually not that bad. I'm sure. I listened to it. I was like, I'm so conflicted. I'm right so now. hungry right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hamburger Helper. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it works. Do you... So, uh, we'll switch gears just a little bit. And, and not, not to make it too heavy. Yeah, go for it. But in Indiana... Gender identity is a, it's a huge thing. Yeah. 
and I want to I want to try to keep this in the context of you as an artist and you as a songwriter and you as a performer. Is it has it been difficult for you? Well, let me ask you a question right now. How long have you identified as 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 a man? Um, openly, I, I suppose it's been um, about a year. My girlfriend is known for a year. She's been pretty great about it. Close friends have known for a year. It's only I love really... how the room got so quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh oh, MP's on one of his crusades. There we go. Again. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, um, openly, it's probably been about three months. I uh, it was over Christmas or maybe after Thanksgiving. I I finally told my family. So that was a, that was a big weight off my shoulders because it so was this, it's very it's, it's very recent. Yeah, very very very. Recent. And and can I ask you how did that go? My family was actually pretty receptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, you know, I mean, it's it's your kid. I you know I can be reasonable and understand that she was just kind of like, well, you know, you know, I, I accept you know I accept it and and you know you're an adult, but you know I'll still. You know, it's going to be hard for me because, you know, I gave birth to a daughter, you yeah. know, and I'm like, and that's fair. And I completely understand, you know, I can't ask, you know, I can't ask you to just like, you All know, some people, yeah, exactly. It, right. Some people can turn it off. Some people can't, right. you know, but the fact that she's not like, you know, going to burn me at the stake or chase me out of town. You know, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, we can be in the middle. As a now as a as a so to switch to you as an artist and you as a songwriter, um, do you feel now that more things are open to you as a songwriter subject matter wise and lyric wise metaphor and simile wise yes where when you're sitting down and you're writing songs you feel not so much that oh that door is open or maybe maybe it is maybe you do you say to yourself oh lyrically there's a whole new world that I can write about and not to you internally I mean externally that I can sing these songs to people now because I am yes. comfortable. I, I'm, right. I'm comfortable, and I'm right. where yeah. I've, I've arrived at this moment. Exactly. I feel like I can be. I feel like I can be more honest now mm-hmm. with people. There's a song by Sufjan Stevens where oh. um, a lot of people were we speculating. Gotta hang yeah. out, <laughs> the, they were speculating like, oh, you know, is he gay? He wrote this song, you know, where he's talking about kissing a boy or whatever. And then you know, there was a lot of people who were going. Sufjan Stevens is a folk songwriter, so mm-hmm. he's just telling stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like because there was a part of myself that I was hiding, I felt like. Um, I couldn't be, I couldn't just write a song, you know, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. You know, I've been a fan of his since, uh, is it Seven Swans? I've been yeah. a fan of his since the Seven Swans album, and I never even, I, I, I mean, I thought about it, but I never, it never even dawned on me exactly. that that would matter. Exactly, because he's a storyteller. Because he's mm-hmm. so good at it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that being that kind of storyteller, like being a storyteller requires, you know, just like a comfort in yourself and like a sense of security within yourself. And everything that I was producing, I was always concerned, like, oh, should I use you? You know, should I stay, you know, second person pronouns? Or, you know, how do I get this message across? Yeah, you start because to what become if, more yeah, cognizant exactly. of those pronouns. Exactly. Yeah. What if somebody knows what I'm really getting at? Or yep. what if they think that I'm talking about me? So know? now it doesn't, doesn't yeah. matter what perspective you're telling exactly. it from. You're telling it from the perspective that you're telling the story. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very freeing. Like the last probably like six or seven months of playing shows were really hard for me because I felt like, you know, being, being out to my girlfriend and being out to close friends, there was like this cognitive dissonance because I would go to shows and Mm. people would be like, Oh, she, her, you know, you, you know, this. And then I slipped up even now. (laughs) We've been very conscious about trying. We've been trying really, really hard. And then, and then my friends are there and then they're going, yeah, he, and, you know, and then like everybody, and then I'm just and like. Have you learned just kind of, you know, yeah, shrug it off, you know, a exactly. little bit. Yeah. I had like it's funny because I was telling Scott and also Mike Angel, the guy who who owns this place, that 
uh, you know, today I was doing like a little bit of just show prep and stuff like that. And, you know, I was looking at your, your Facebook page and I was because I was going to ask you about your cats. Yeah. <laughs> and I was listening to Creature Comforts and I don't even know. I don't think there's anything on that record that that drops that hint. Maybe there is. Maybe it just kind of seeped into my head. You wrote the song, so yeah. you would know better. But as I'm listening to it, that question suddenly came into my head. Yeah. I'm like, huh, maybe I better find out. Yeah. So I looked I looked on your Facebook page. I didn't see anything there. And then I went to your Bandcamp page yeah. where Creature Comforts is. And I said, maybe there's a bio there. And maybe the person who wrote the bio slipped the pronoun in there as yeah. like a little clue. Well, who wrote your bio on your Bandcamp page? Oh, his name is Jesse Lacey. Well, Jesse Lacey called you. I, it was written two years ago. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I read your bio and it said, she, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, question answered. And then I walked in here tonight. I was talking to Mike and I dropped that. And he said, hey, come here a second. Hey, by the way. By the way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that happened to me when I walked into the, the door from him. I grabbed him because he got <laughs> right here after thing. you. Yeah. He's like, I grabbed him on the way here. I said, come here, come here, come here. We got to talk. <laughs> You know, it's it's always a difficult conversation, yeah. and I'm sure that you must be so used to it by now. You just said, you know, at, at shows and when you're meeting people and you're meeting fans and stuff like that. Yeah. I can't say, I mean, I'm not going to say that you must be comfortable with it now, but is it, is there, a, are you managing two different comfort zones with that where people who saw you, let's say, at a gig at, you know, I don't want to say Hot Topic, but wherever, like a year ago. Yeah. Your life is changed considerably yeah. since then and they come to see you again and they introduce like oh this is the this is the, yeah, the girl exactly. i was telling you about who sings all these great exactly. songs and that's when i go oh what is well, i mean that's a very i'm still great yeah. <laughs> i'm still awesome and i still write great songs but there's been a change like how do you how does an artist uh, an artist how does a person any person diplomatically handle that so this is fascinating yeah me, because that discomfort it it runs it goes both yeah I'm sorry exactly it goes, more, both, it goes ways. both ways yeah, <laughs> yeah. no no I, I i think i think you're right um it's it's still something that's very new to me but i've i've, I've, I've you know I, I do try to be aware of other people and understand that it's like well there have been trans people for you know however long as far as it being a conversation where the average person is even aware um, I do try to understand that some people may not understand. They may have, they've just may have never seen it. So when that happens, I just go, hey, you know, I'm not really trying to be, you know, I know I don't want to throw you off, but you know, I understand you're reading me a certain way. But I'm trans, and I would mm -hmm. prefer, you know, these pronouns. And pretty honestly, it's like people are great. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, you know, my bad, and you know, they apologize profusely. And I'm like, you don't, you don't have to apologize. Right. Yeah. Much. You know, right. it, it is what it is because. I mean, you know, we see, you know, as far as it's, it's like, it's like, you know, we're such a small percentage of the population. Well, that, you I think know, that gender politics people. being what they are yeah. in this state in Indiana, yeah. where we are, I think gender politics being what they are in the state, I, I, I think that conversation could go in so many yeah. different and yeah. sometimes uncomfortable and sometimes, you know, people get mean yeah. about shit like that. I tell you this. And, and I, I like, I don't, I don't get, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I always say this like it's like I wear it like a badge, but I'm not from here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from a place where you could walk around with like a jar of mayonnaise on your head, completely naked. Yeah. You know, and singing and that's normal. Singing, singing yeah, like, you know, like, that's New York for <laughs> you. That's New York City. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, it's the naked mayonnaise guy singing the Death Cab for <laughs> yeah. Cutie song, you know, walking down fourth, you know, Fifth Avenue. And nobody cares. And that's where I came from. And then when I came here and started to understand 
religious politics and gender politics yeah. and, and political politics and all this stuff. It was like a shock to my system. And my wife, who is from here, told yeah. me that was going to happen. Yeah. She said, you better like, yeah. you Welcome better put on, your big, put on your big boy <laughs> pants, Sonny, because I was like from New York, man, I could take anything. And like one day at work, somebody flew that first like kind of anti-Semitic comment at yeah. me. I was like, I'd never experienced that before in my life. Yeah. And I didn't even know what to say. So I said nothing. And to this day, I regret not saying nothing. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask you, like, how, what is the most diplomatic way to handle that and not make people feel like, oh, man, I'm a terrible fucking person. Yeah. I mm -hmm. can't believe I did that. But that that's I mean, that story. That, or maybe they need to feel that way. Just uh, maybe kind of uh, awake. you can tell. Excuse me, you can tell who the antagonistic ones are. Yeah, yeah. I you think know? you can. And those and those people, it's like. You know, it hurts your feelings, but you also just have to understand it's like, you know, there are some people who are trying to understand and experience, and there are some people who are just trying to be right all the time. Yeah. And those people, it's... I'd, I'd pushing rather, things... Yeah. Pushing truth away. Exactly. I'd it, rather it, expend the energy on people who are actually just like, oh, I didn't even under... You're the first one. And I'm like, okay, well, we, you know, let's have a conversation. Right. Talking about this state, and uh, MP reminded me of a, a great story that really meant a lot, really, to me, and uh, especially MP, that you experienced uh, not too long ago as far as uh, you were heading down to Bloomington. Oh, yeah. Can you tell that story? Oh, yeah. So oh, we, I tried to tell, we tried to tell the yeah. story on the air. And um, it meant, I mean, it was, it was at that moment where... I think things were things were tense during yeah, during yeah. the election and uh, yeah yeah was it was it was after uh, I think it was after he won the election I it think was, so or yeah. somewhere after around the, yeah. somewhere it was after around the there. election and yeah it we was were, after the election I, I was really like I just could I was having trouble processing yeah it. like a lot of people were but I was like you know I was just one of those people who was so sure that night yeah. especially to be where you were at yeah, yeah. I, I told my yeah. girlfriend we woke up the next morning and I was like God. When we found out, I was like, this feels like Christmas, except like when you open up your presents, you found out you just got like bags of shit, you know? Like yeah. you like the night before, you're like, okay, let's keep checking on it. Let's keep checking. Let's keep yeah. checking. And then you wake up and you're like, it's poo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh look, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a dead puppy. Yeah. Thanks. Will you, will you please tell that story? Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So um, I was leaving Bloomington. I'd had, I think it was a band practice or a show or it was music related. It's coming out of Bloomington. And, uh, Hit a deer, blew my tire out, um, had to pull over on the side of the road. It was it was pitch dark, maybe two two three in the morning or something like that. Probably sh it, shook, shaken up too. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Oh, I was terrified. Yeah. And then you know, I, so I'm going to the back of my car and I'm pulling up the, uh, the whatever that Hood. covering is on the trunk to get a spare tire. I'm looking. I'm doing the damage. I'm going. Oh gosh. Thank you. You were great. And so you know, I'm going. Gosh, this is this is really bad. You know, and I've never changed the tire in my life that's one of those manly things that i'm trying to work on <laughs> gotta get my badges you know me too kind of like me boy too. scouts <laughs> going through me boy three, scouts yeah. and get, you know <laughs> delayed puberty but uh, but anyway <laughs> so i'm sitting there i've got a dead phone it's just like kind of like the worst situation that you could possibly want here i am just like you know just maybe minutes outside of martinsville and I'm just like, this is bad. Yeah. This is, this is, this this is, is bad not news. the place Very, I want to be. Yeah, right now. exactly. <laughs> you know, all the fear that's encircled, you know, Donald Trump getting elected. And I'm going, oh, man. You know, because at this time you're hearing all these stories that are swirling around about all these people feeling emboldened to do terrible things to people. And uh, so I'm going, man, that's going to happen to me in the middle of the night. I got no phone. Maybe do I have to walk into Martinsville. Well, a big truck pulls up, headlights come on me. 
and I'm literally I'm that dead deer in the <laughs> in the headlights going this isn't going to be good and two guys walk out it's an older guy and his son and they're both in camo jackets and camo hats mm. and um, they walk you know, up to I've me. heard this story and I know how it ends and I'm still on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, so they're walking up to me as I'm like trying to fiddle around and they're going, you know, what's going on here and I'm like I you know, blew my tire out blah blah blah, blah. and before, you know, just within moments, I mean, they're just in action, and then he's going to his son, you know, go get in the car and get the tools, everything like that. They're jacking my car up. They're switching the tire out. Everything is going well, and I mean, at that moment, like, as soon as they, like, stepped in front of those headlights, I was like, this is that horror story yeah. that everybody talks about, you know, like, here I am, this black queer person outside of Martinsville, Indiana, with a blown tire and a dead phone at 2.30 in the morning. Donald Trump's just been elected president. And I've just got done reading my fair share of stories of people being terrorized as a result. And here are these two white guys, country boys, camo on, and I'm like, I'm done. You know, yeah. I'm done for. And uh, that wasn't what happened. They fixed my tire. I mean, it, it, was, it was really incredible. And then afterwards, I go, oh, you know, well, can I pay you some money? And he goes, just give me a hug. Just give me a hug. Got in the car, followed me to Martinsville, made sure that everything was okay. Once, I, once we were good, went on his exit. I went on mine and I made my way home. I needed it's about, good to hear. I the, it's about, good to hear that story. Yeah, again. I needed about twenty more stories like that. Yeah. that week because again, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred things you read that week were just these horrible yeah, stories. Exactly. And whether they were true or not, you just you know you were taking everything at that point at face value. Yeah. That there was a fifty fifty chance that what you were reading was accurate. Yeah. And then you posted what you posted, and the cool thing about that is like when I read it, I knew it was true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a song? I should write a song yeah, about that. Yeah, great. yeah. I thought that was just a really. I thought that was a really great experience because you know there's been hard lines that have been drawn for for everybody in this nation at this point in time, and so to just kind of see these guys where it's like here I am stereotyping them. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, they def- you know they defied those stereotypes. You know, I, I I reduced them down to a camo jacket and then. Yeah. In a big truck. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you realize they're like, man, man, they were just country boys. Yeah. You know? right, but at the, but at the end of the day, to know that. To accept that you're capable of doing that, and I think we all—I don't think anybody's a saint. In that no. Yeah. I think everybody's capable. Admit that. Too. Yeah, I think everybody is capable of it. Like Scott said, whether we're all capable of admitting that we do it mm-hmm. is a totally different yeah. story. And I think people who are who are capable of admitting that they do it are probably the people who are going to be okay. Yeah. Because they're comfortable with what they are, and they're comfortable with what other people are. But there's still listen. Humans are humans. We're not perfect. We're yeah. not perfect, right. and we we're not animals. And sometimes our instincts are wrong. Yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, exactly. I, you know, it's it's we like, prejudge we we prejudge instinctually. Right. Everything. Right. right. Um, but I, but I always tell people it's like a lot of times we we can walk around and say, oh, I'm I'm an open-minded person. I'm so open-minded. But uh, we see people that you know, like let's, you know, not to not to follow along party lines, but let's just say, you know, maybe you're a more liberal person, and you go, I'm an open-minded person. Mm-hmm. I accept gay people and trans people and black people and all these other people. But all those hardcore, con- you know, conservatives over there, like fuck them. They can, yeah. you know, they can burn in hell. And then you have to go, well, are you really being open-minded? Because you have no idea, you know, they could, they could, they very well make it. They could agree with you on some things. Sure, absolutely. And I think, you know, to be an open-minded person, it, did it you means- listen to last week's podcast? No, <laughs> I love what she's saying. Too. No, 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 yeah, yeah. no. I'm, I'm, I'm. But it just means you, right you just got. He, God damn it. It, see, it happens. God. See, it, it happens. It happens. You caught it. Like, if it lingers, on, maybe I'll say something. But 
But, uh, you know, it's, I think being an open-minded person just means that you have to admit that you have prejudices and you have to have a willingness to, to see past that prejudice. I may have an experience with someone and I could say, well, you know, I've got to be careful around these kind of people because I've had this experience, but I'm not going to stop myself from, you know, I'm going to say, well, Crescent, that was one person or that was one experience. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> you know, but you've got, it's this, it's this willingness to see past your prejudice. And I think a lot of times, you know, that's kind of where the danger goes. You get rooted in it and that's when you become a close-minded yeah, person. That- see past it and recognize it yeah. in yourself to be able to move past yeah that. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. you want to be on the show every week sure <laughs> yeah. let's do it that yeah. would be yeah. awesome well you're living here now so yeah exactly yeah welcome Deep conversations with Crescent with Chris and Ulmer which he, <laughs> he could do it see I did it again <laughs> I did it again <laughs> we've been, I don't know we've why. been really good up until this right up the until interview, that yeah. moment <laughs> I, I had like I was building a moment and then I, I blew it by misidentifying uh, no, your you we're gonna kick ourselves the beauty of not doing a live show is that I can actually edit that out Actually, I'm not going to. I, I'm. I, I yeah, wear my se- se- I wear my foibles on my sleeve, yeah. ma'am. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that one was on purpose. Um, so you're going to be playing a lot more around town now that you're. Uh, I'd like to. Sweet. Well, see, this is kind of like a weird. It, it's hard because I've, I've kind of got like eggs in a couple of different baskets. I got a just had a phone interview with the Conservation Corps. I read about mm. that. You may be leaving town for a, yeah, a exactly. long time. Yeah, about ten months. Yeah, so that's a hard decision. Yeah. It, it it's a very it's a it's a very there's there's a lot to walk away from but then you know it's well it's only you know what's ten months you can always come back yeah you know. very cool because you're also studying you're gonna be trained to be a firefighter so you're trained to be a firefighter yeah. so That's you're awesome. you're kind of weighing those two things right now yeah. now the other one is actually in danger itself I mean that job is in danger now yeah the uh, yeah I went through the written exam and the oral interview with Indianapolis Fire Department and. So then, the, you know, I got my conference with, yeah, you combined score, everything's great. Now we're going to come in for, have you come in for the CPAT and the physical testing um, in September or October. They haven't determined the date yet. And so when I applied for this job in the Conservation Corps, I would be gone from February until December. Now, is the Conservation Corps one of the things that's being targeted by the new government? or are they? I've out? thought about that, and I'm kind of worried that's about That's why that. I said what I said, because I think... I don't know what is that a federal that's thing what I mean, that's or, is what it, or is it stays like DNR like who, who they who? work with they work with DNR and they work with I do know that they work with like federal I see that's what I've, I've thought about that as I've, I was driving around well, today after my interview and I was like more, I guess. oh man I hope this you administration might call, doesn't you, you know, might wipe want to call out and find out it's all about who, where they're getting where yeah. conservation corps getting their funding if they have a partnership with 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 uh, Eli Lilly, or you know, well, or if they have a partnership with the Parks, with Parks Department, yeah. With the, right? Yeah, or something, or the is it DNR? DNR, yeah, that's the like the police of yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that, that, yeah, that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that that's where they're getting their funding from. Yeah. So yeah, you might want to like call somebody over there and say, hey, um, you guys being targeted no. by the new president for <laughs> Will extermination? There be jobs? Because, yeah, because I can go be a firefighter. So yeah, yeah make sure. Wouldn't want you to end up. Yeah, get work. out there and then like three months later they're like, oh, yeah. Go Firefighter, that's one job that I wish I would. See if done there's an see if there's an alt that. conservation core Twitter feed, then that's your answer. Right <laughs> now there, I'm way too that's old. What everybody's doing. I never use Twitter. I hear lots of good things about uh, it. Yeah. I it's don't. It's, no, it's, it's, just, it's just 140 characters of shit. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's awful. like Facebook times. Yeah. yeah, so they've got to be more succinct in their in their misinformation. Well, it opinion. turns out that the, that the 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 limitation on the number of characters you can use does not make you more succinct. It makes you more <laughs> stupid. Dumbed down. Yeah, it it kind of dumbs down the thought. And I think that people are trying to people have for years now been trying to use Twitter for something that it was never meant to yeah. be used for. You can't be eloquent 
on it, but everybody sure thinks that they yeah. can be eloquent it, on I've it. I've seen so. snapshots of those where it's yeah. like 40 tweets, you know, where it's like, the so-and-so was the blank blank. Yeah. And then, like, you know, then, like, keeps going. And then you're like, you're like, God, I'm like, right now. Yeah, I know yeah. somebody yeah. actually, somebody, like, posted their novel in Twitter form. Like, that's kinda, that's 140 characters cool. at a time. Horrible. But that's like, <laughs> it's yeah, man, that's, that's a lot to <laughs> that read. That sounds right romantic. There. That's a lot of scrolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that does sound romantic. Chris yeah, Melmer, thank you, you so much funnel. for... Thank you so much for doing yeah, the show. Yeah, that was great. Likewise, really, thank really you, guys. Very refreshing. This was refreshing. good. This was, yeah. I'm going it, to skip home. It's so, uh, <laughs> it's kind of anticlimactic now because now we, we have nothing to really look forward to. <laughs> like, we have no Next guests. week, we have we're, off. We're off next week, and then Speedbird's on. So Speedbird's going to be awesome, but we haven't been right. chasing Speedbird for three and a half years. I mean, yeah. You know, Crescent, we've been chasing for three and a half years. <laughs> chasing, You're welcome back anytime. We've been chasing Crescent so long. He's a man now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's, That's true. Lot. Thank you again. Yeah, thank Dude, you. Dude, it was really great hanging out with you. That set was amazing. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you very thank much. Thank you so much. This is the Do It Indie Radio Hour podcast. We are the only ones left at Square Cat Vinyl. We got to go. The doors closed. The lights are out. We're we're just, we're stuck in here. I'm going to order breakfast. <laughs> we're going to let you uh, all get out of here, and uh, we'll give you some, uh, some Tommy from his album, We Are Safe. This is Hello. I saw this guy play at the Fountain Square Brewery the other night. It was amazing. Yes. As soon as you get a chance to see Tommy, go see him. This is hello from Tommy. Goodbye. Cheers. See ya. I'm MP. Crescent, thanks again. See you later. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Mike. Mm-hmm.